Welcome back, Christian singles to Single Plus. Before we get into today's episode, I want to go ahead and share with you all that you can partner with us. We are now on Patreon, so you can go ahead to our website. You can click on Single Plus Patreon. The link is going to take you straight there. You can choose whichever membership level works best for you. Pray about it. See what God puts on your heart. We would love to have you. Plus, if you are looking to kick things up a notch and finding godly community i highly recommend the christian singles community hub the link will be in the description for this episode check us out again pray about it check out the video that's on the home page hear the heart behind the community which is just to bring godly men and women together where we're supporting one another we're growing our faith we're growing in our callings we're learning new skills basically just maximizing this season we're not just sitting around waiting for a spouse to arrive we're thriving in this season choosing to still give god the glory as we wait for the next season to come but until then we're going to bloom where god has planted us so i hope you'll join me on patreon or you'll join us on the christian singles community hub but until then let's get in today's episode Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast episode of Single Plus. My name is Daria White, your host. I'm so grateful that you all are here on today. And today's episode is really coming from a live that I watched recently on Instagram. So one, if you're not following the ministry Broken Crayons with Tony Collier, go follow them. If you're not following Kateness from Heart of Dating, go follow her because Broken Crayons, again, hosted by Tony Collier, who one just is uh, incredible with her sense of humor. She has a heart for the Lord, but she has a great sense of humor, too. I was I was either laughing at this live or, again, what was being said spoke to my spirit, but it was an incredible live, so go follow them. But it was between her, Kate, and then they brought on another young woman named Anastasia, who is the Bachelorette for Heart of Dating. They're doing another edition of The Bachelor, but now we have a Bachelorette. So Anastasia is the woman who's going to have the privilege of choosing between some prospective eligible men. So keep her in prayer for that. But with this particular live, they were talking about loneliness, particularly how it affects us as singles. Or even how it can affect you even when you are in a relationship. Because there are some married people who feel lonely. There are people right now in relationships that feel lonely. But I think for a lot of us as singles, we feel the loneliness from the standpoint of, I don't have anybody in my life. Will I ever meet somebody? Will I ever share my life with someone? So they were really tackling loneliness. And when they brought on Anastasia, Anastasia gave five points. So I'm going to read those. But again, if you want to copy these and write them down in your journal for future references, I encourage you to go follow Broken Crayons because they posted this on their Instagram. So five points. Five points that Anastasia gave. One, singleness is an incredible opportunity to begin the work of being in right relationship with yourself. So again, singleness is an incredible opportunity 
to begin the work of being in right relationship with yourself. That's in a word of itself right there because so many of us feel like our identity is attached to having a relationship. Not all of us, but some of us feel like, who am I if I'm not in a relationship? Who am I if I don't get married? Who am I if I don't have someone to call a significant other? Who am I? But we know as believers that our identity is in Christ. It should be rooted in Christ. And if that is skewed, then we need to go back to the word of God to get that back into realignment. The second point, in moments of loneliness, shift your perception just a tiny bit. Practice reimagining what your single experience can look like. So again, in moments of loneliness, shift your perception just a little bit. Practice reimagining what your single experience can look like. And she gave the example of how when she had her moments of loneliness, there was a period in her life where she was just crying on the floor. But even in that moment, despite her feelings, despite the pain, she chose to shift her focus just a tiny bit. Like, you know what, Lord, what if this is an opportunity for you to do something in my life right now? Yes, I may feel this way, but Lord, there's a reason why you have me here in this season. There's a reason. So help me to discover it. So by us just shifting our mindset, that can work wonders. And it, may, and it doesn't mean that you have to have this huge, you know, epiphany, but even just a tiny, tiny bit that can make a difference to how you see your life as to where you are right now and where God is taking you. And so many of us are so focused on the next season that we miss what God is doing right now. And I think that's part of the theme that is going on with Pastor Michael Todd, where he talks about in his series, Here is Holy. I have yet to watch the whole series. I'm currently on another series with King Encounters with Pastor Jerry Flowers. So there's a lot of sermon series I'm going through, but I do get the concept of like, you know what, Lord, you have me here right now. You have me here right now. And regardless of how I may feel and regardless of how I may want to get to the next, you know, step in life, help me to maximize where I am right now. How can you get the glory out of my life right now? How can you use me right now? which is what we're doing at the Christian Singles Community Hub. It's like, yes, we're in this season of singleness, but how can we grow in our callings right now? How can we put our faith in action right now? How can we date with purpose right now? Some of us just refuse to date because we think God's gonna drop our person out of the sky. Now, if you've had that experience where you met somebody and everything just fell into place, then good for you. But I do believe that God wants us involved in this process. Why not put your faith in action when it comes to dating, putting yourself out there to meet new people, whether it's in community. For some of you, you may choose to get on a dating app. That's something that, you know, is your decision. However, but are we putting our faith in actions? Like what can God do in this season right now? Can we trust him with the right now? And you just leave the future to him. So that was the second point. Third, change the conversations you're having around singleness. Change your conversations, change your reality. Practice unconditional love and firm boundaries. So when she said change the conversations, she got real. And how many of us know sometimes we find ourselves in those conversations where there are no good men out here. There are no good guys out here. Ladies, I know we say it. Guys are the same way too. Are there any Christian girls out here? You know, am I ever going to meet somebody? Am I ever going to be this? Am I ever going to be that? And see how that sounds. Does that sound hopeful or does that sound hopeless? Does that sound like, you know what, I trust God with my future or you know what, woe is me. Now, again, this is not to dismiss your feelings because loneliness is a real feeling. I'll get to my story in a minute. Loneliness is a real feeling, but God has still given us the power to make choices. And even though we may feel something, 
it doesn't mean that we have to stay there. We still have the power of the Holy Spirit to change our minds. You know what, God? I may feel this right now, but I'm going to choose to believe that you have good things for me. I'm going to choose to believe that you have a great future ahead of me. Your word says in Jeremiah 29, 11, you know the plans that you have for me, plans to give me hope and a future. God has a future for you. But if we're so focused on what we don't have, if we're so focused on what everybody else is doing and we're comparing our lives to other people, then we're missing out on what God is doing for us. We're missing out on the miracles that are right in front of us. It doesn't have to be this big elaborate thing. It could be something small, but we miss it because Again, we're so focused on what's not happening. So change the conversation. Let it start with you. And pretty soon as you change your thought process, as you change the conversations, people around you are going to notice. They're going to notice like, wow, like you used to complain about dating. Now you're saying that, you know, you like it or God may work through it. I mean, people are going to notice because people in Honestly, I heard this somewhere, I can't remember, but we do teach people how to treat us. So if people are used to you talking a certain way, then that's what they're gonna expect from you. But as soon as you start changing the conversation, they'll either get on board with you, or if they wanna stay there, then it may require us to reevaluate some of our relationships. Cause some people just like being in misery and misery loves company. So if you start changing how you talk, how you see your life and you choose to believe what God says, you may see some change in your relationship where people are like, okay, I, I'm not with you on that. Like you're getting like, oh, are you on this whole positive kick? It, it's not about being positive. Okay, we're not trying to get into new age stuff here. We're just focusing on the truth of God's word and to believe that he has good things for us. So change the conversation. And how we change the conversation, we have to change our thoughts. Again, with Romans 12 too, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It all starts with your thoughts because your thoughts become your feelings and your feelings become behaviors. If you haven't read, are you really okay? I encourage you to read that book. It really does break down the importance of our thoughts and how our thoughts can lead to everything else. So that's why God tells us to guard your thoughts, you know, have the mind of Christ, be ye transformed, renew your mind, take captive every thought if this thought does not line up with the word of God if this thought does not line up with what he says about you then you have to get rid of it you have to pull that thing and pick that thing apart and say okay Lord this isn't lining up with what you say about me so help me to break it apart and when you write down like I've shared before when you start to write down your thoughts we'll see how some of us uh, are being irrational <laughs> and when I write down my thoughts I'm like okay Dar, that's really irrational that's really irrational. So yes, it's a process. Yes, it takes work. But is it beneficial in the long run? Yes. So you can change the conversation. Number four, learn how to hold yourself through the rhythms of your singleness. Learn how to hold yourself through the rhythms of singleness. So I took that to mean, again, you can watch the live, but I took that to mean as use this time to learn you. We all have a rhythm. We all have, you know, different styles. We have different ways of seeing things. So do you even know you? Do you know what you like? Do you know what you don't like? Do you know what you're called to do? Do you know your hobbies? Do you know the things that, you know, maybe you don't care for as much? You know, it's like know your rhythms because you know who you are before you get into a relationship. Because again, if not, you're going to attach your identity to the relationship. So when you know who you are, when you know who you have been created to be in Christ, 
then that makes the relationship that much healthier. Not perfect, but healthy. Because now you're not leeching off this person to be your everything. You have to stay with me. I can't live without you. Who who am I without you? No, no. That may sound good in a movie where, you know, we all know the line, you complete me, Tom Cruise, okay? But we can't go there. We can't go there. Another person cannot complete you. So take this time in your season of singleness to discover your rhythms, to discover the things that you like, to discover who God has made you to be. And that doesn't mean that we can't improve. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't stop growing because yes, we're all, well, we all should be on our own journey to grow and to become more like Jesus Christ. And with that, yes, we, we, we will find things that need to change. Like, okay, Lord, I can't do that anymore. Okay, Lord, I have to, you know, reevaluate that. But the core of who you are, the essence of who you are, get to know that person. As you seek God's word, he will show you who you are too. So you're really getting to know two people at the same time. You're getting to know the father and you're also getting to know yourself because he will show you who you are because he made you. And then finally, believe that everything you're praying for is on its way to you right now with bonuses. I liked that one. (laughs) I'll read that again. Believe that everything you're praying for is on its way to you right now with bonuses. When she said with bonuses, that... That really hit me because a lot of us feel like living for Christ is such a chore. Not all of us, but some of us feel like, what's the point? I'm making all these sacrifices. I'm doing what, you know, I believe God has called me to do, but nothing, I have nothing to show for it. Nothing has happened. I haven't been blessed in my finances or the, or the relationship hasn't happened for me, or, you know, this didn't work out or that fell through, or I had plans for this and it didn't work out. Some of us feel like this is a lost cause. We may not admit it out loud, but we do get discouraged. We talked about that before. We do feel like, God, I don't, I'm tired. I'm just so tired, Lord. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm just tired, 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 tired. And I hear you. I hear you. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. If you need to go listen to Wait on the Lord by Elevation and Maverick City Music, go listen to it now. There is nothing wasted when you're waiting on the Lord. Nothing is wasted when you're waiting on the Lord. Nothing. And if you haven't, it's the perfect time to mention it now. If you haven't signed up for actively waiting on the Christian Singles Community Hub, get on that. You do have to be a part of the hub to join. So if this is your sign to go ahead, go ahead and join. It's going to be on March the 19th. So yeah, next month we're going to be doing actively waiting the masterclass. I'm going to be hosting that. And yeah, we're going to talk about waiting. We're going to talk about waiting, the pain of waiting sometimes. Why should we wait? What's the point of waiting? But I will tell you this again, nothing is wasted when you're waiting on the Lord because he always comes through. And we may think that God is late in delivery, but that's because we're judging it according to our timeline. I thought I'd be married by 25. I thought I'd be married by 30. I thought I'd be married before 35. I'm past 40. I'm getting close to 50. I just hit 60. Some of you feel like I thought I'd be married right out of high school. And here I am about to turn 24 where my life is over. Y'all, we may feel like God is late, but he is not. So I like that in terms of what Anastasia said. Everything is on its way to you with bonuses. Everything that God has for you is on its way. Do I know the timing of it? No, that's none of my business. What is my business? I'm to steward right now with what he's given me. What I have right now in my hand, what is going on right now in the present, that is what I'm to take care of and he'll take care of the rest. So is loneliness real? Absolutely. It is. I can tell you the nights that I have stayed up crying, the tears that have 
soaked my pillow because I was just pouring out my heart to God. God, why not this? God, why hasn't this happened? God, why did you let that fall through? God, I thought it was going to happen like this. Or God, why am I still here in this position? I thought I'd be further along. But according to who? Who said? <laughs> who said? Whose standard are we following? Whose footsteps are we following? Are we following what culture says? Are we trying to fit into what our family may want for us? Are we trying to keep up with our friends, the Joneses? I mean, who whose standard are we following? And that doesn't mean that you don't love the people around you. It doesn't mean that you don't want to make your family proud. It doesn't mean that you don't want to, you know, be, be respected, you know, by your friends. But whose standard are you living for? And when I take the pressure off myself to try to live up to other people's standards and realize that I only have one, an audience of one, it makes a world of difference. It's a game changer. Is it easy? No. Do I still have to filter out what people say? Yes. Do I still have to, you know, create boundaries and say, you know what? I, I appreciate that, but that's not for me. Yes, that is difficult to say because we can get caught up in people pleasing and I don't want to let anybody down. I don't want to disappoint anybody, but who are you living for? And I'll even say this. This was also by Pastor Jerry Flowers. And this really hit me when he said the cure for loneliness, for those of you that are really like, hey, how do I get rid of this loneliness? How do I, you know, just stop it? I'm tired of feeling like this. He really hit the nail on the head, in my opinion. Now, we all have our different opinions, but I can attest to this just in my life. So I can only speak for me. He said the cure for loneliness is not a person. It's your calling. And I can honestly say that when I'm working in my calling, I don't have time to feel lonely. When I'm working and when I'm in my zone of what I believe God wants me to do, yes, the feelings of loneliness may come, but they don't stick. So I've said this before. If stuff is sticking to you, then you need to immerse yourself that much more into the presence of God. You do. I know for me, when stuff starts to stick and stuff starts to bother me more than usual, like, okay, God, I've started, I must have slipped with my quiet time with you. Maybe I've missed a prayer or two, like so something is off in my spiritual life and now it's manifesting in every other area. So again, I'm not saying that it doesn't come. We still live in a fallen world. Things are going to happen. Grief is going to happen. Loneliness is going to happen. Disappointment is going to happen. But again, who are you focusing on? Are we focusing on the problem or are we focusing on the problem solver? And the more I train myself to focus on God, everything else just seems irrelevant. It really does because he is my life. Who am I without Christ? That's the person that I can't live without. And yes, I have been in relationships that it didn't work out. And I was like, man, God, how am I going to get past this? But eventually I got over it. But I can't say the same if I were not to have Jesus in my life. Talk about major, major heartbreak. I would not, I don't know if I would be able to survive that type of heartbreak to know that I didn't have Jesus anymore. I don't want to know. <laughs> it reminds me of the song by Travis Green called You Waited. And there's a line in there that says, where would I be if you left me, God? And he says, I don't want to know. And I'm right there with him. God, I don't want to know. I don't know what it's, I don't want to know what it's like to be without God. I don't want to know what it's like to be without Jesus. Who am I without him? Where would I be without him? I honestly do not want to know. I don't want to know. So again, this is something that I think all of us have to just pray about individually because everybody's journey looks different. So I don't want to give a one size fits all answer here, but I do know that God has you in this season for a reason and it's not in vain. 
He's not using this season to punish you. He's not using this to play with you and play with your emotions. Like, ha psych, you thought you were going to get married. Nope. God's not doing that. God is not doing that. And I truly believe that when we keep him first, when we seek his kingdom first, that's our theme overall in the Christian Singles Community Hub, Matthew 6, 33. When we seek God's kingdom first and his righteousness, then all these things will be added unto us. So keep seeking the kingdom, keep seeking the face of the father, despite the loneliness, despite the pain, despite whatever it is that you may be feeling, because though I may feel something that does not mean that it's true. I may feel lonely, but the Bible tells me that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. He said, I am with you always, even until the ends of the earth, even says in another part of the Bible, how we're joined together with Christ. We are a part of him. So everywhere we go from the time we wake up, and our feet hit the floor to go to work from the time we rest our heads on the pillow. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, he is with us. So don't buy into that lie that you're alone. When God said it is not good for man to be alone. The, the late Dr. Miles Monroe really broke that down because the word in the Greek in the original intent that it was written in. That word alone meant all in one. Adam was the only one of his kind. There was not another human being on the planet. He was surrounded by birds, insects, animals, trees. And God was like, okay, he's the only one of his kind. He did not say it's not good for man to be unmarried. Okay. He said, it's not good for man to be alone. So that's why we put emphasis on community. That's why I share about the Christian single community hub. That's why I share about, you know, getting involved with single plus on Patreon for our chats. It's like, we need to be in community. And that doesn't mean you have to be friends with everybody. I know for us, if you're like me, you may be a natural introvert and you're like, okay, too many people. I get that. Trust me, I feel you. But there are times where you may need to just challenge yourself and join one event. You don't have to join all 12, okay? We had over 20 events in January. You don't have to go to all 20 events. You may just like, you know what? I'm gonna go for at least five. Let's try five. You know what? Let's start off with two. Maybe you have to just practice and get better at it. But God created community for a reason. So you don't have to feel alone because trust me, there are others out there that feel the exact, that feel the exact same way as you do. And when we come together to support one another, to cheer each other on, it does make a difference. So watch the live if you haven't. It really blessed me along with the humor. I love the conversation overall. It was great. They closed out in prayer because people were putting in the chat how alone that they felt. And they closed it out in prayer, covering people and just reminding people that, no, as long as you are in Christ, you are not alone. We always have the upper hand because we have Jesus Christ. And I was even reading this morning, we're going through Leviticus in our Bible study with Proverbs 31 Ministries. And God is really breaking down how he wants them to do the offerings. And today was on the sin offering. And I was just reading through how much blood was shed because of the sacrifices that had to be made just to atone for the sins of the Israelites. And, in, and then they immediately brought it back to the amount of blood that Jesus shed on the cross. So never think that you're worthless because Jesus shed his blood willingly. The Bible says in the Old Testament how the priests would dip their finger in the blood and how they would pour the rest of it at the base. And in, in the tent of meeting, there are a lot of verses there, but the basis of it was they were atoning for the sins of the people. Well, God decided that once and for all, there was going to be a sacrifice for you and for me so that you wouldn't feel alone. Because sin separates us from God and God did not want that separation to be permanent. So he sent Jesus in your place. So you are not alone. 
I decree and declare that the spirit of loneliness be broken off of you in Jesus name, that you begin to realize that, wow, God, you are with me day in and day out. I am never alone, regardless if I get married or not, regardless if I get, you know, this relationship or not. I am not alone ever. So, Father, thank you for those that are listening right now. And Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would overwhelm every man, every woman that is listening right now with your love. If they have never encountered your love, Father, I pray that they encounter it right now in Jesus name. Move into every home, move into every room. If you're listening to this in the car on their way to work, Father, Holy Spirit, let your presence move like never before. And that this spirit of loneliness will be broken in Jesus name. It may still be there, Father, but I rebuke the power and I bind the power of loneliness right now in the name of Jesus. We are not alone because your word says you would never leave us. You would never forsake us. You are with us, Father. You are with us day in and day out from the time, Father, we wake up to the time that we go to sleep. And even in between, Father, you're watching us because your word says you never sleep or slumber. So you're watching us as we sleep. You're protecting us, Father, from what goes on at night, Father, when you know, things happen all around us and the things that are going on in the world, Father, what's going on in the Ukraine, Father, right now, even there, Father, you are with us. So I pray for your presence right now in Ukraine, Father, that you rest upon the people, Lord God. And I pray for peace right now, but not just in Ukraine, but for all over the world, Father. I pray, Father, that as we see the different events that are going on in this world, that we would turn our hearts back to you, Father. This just shows our need for you, Jesus, us trying to do things on our own, arguing with one another, the hostility, Father, that's on the, that's on the rise, even more so, the spirit of offense, God, Father, yes, some things are happening because it's setting us up for the for your return. But Father, I know that your word says that if we would seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, that you would hear from heaven. You would heal our land, Lord God. So I pray that we as your sons and we as your daughters, that we would turn our hearts back to you, Father, because you can fill that loneliness. You can fill the gaps, Father, where we feel like we're lacking. Father, you can Father, you can do so much if we let you. You can do so much when we let you, Father. Forgive us for putting you in a box. Forgive us for thinking you can't do this. Forgive us, Father, for our small beliefs. And yes, we can have the faith the size of a mustard seed that can move mountains. But Father, some of us don't even have that much faith. So Father, I pray that, we, that you would increase our faith. <laughs> increase our faith, Father. Get our hope back up. Father, help us to get that back up. Help us to get it. Father, we take our joy back in Jesus' name. We may not understand everything, Lord, but Father, help us at the end of the day, just keep our focus on you, Lord Jesus. We would stay in your word to go through, Father, all the sacrifices that were made in the book of Leviticus, Father. That just goes to show how ugly sin is, and it has to be paid through death. It has to be paid in blood. And Father, you saw the separation, and you didn't want to be separated from us anymore. So you sent your one and only son, and he died the most horrific death that anybody could ever go through through he was humiliated it says in Isaiah 53 that he was despised and rejected a man of sorrows acquainted with grief father father how they beat him father how he didn't say a word to the accusations that they were pointing against him father but how he just willingly he willingly gave up his life because he thought that we were worth it so father because we have this beautiful gospel because we have the gift of salvation, I pray, Lord, that even in this season of singleness, we would maximize this time, regardless if we get married or not, Father, but that we would maximize this time to share that love with so many, Father, that need it all over this world, Father, all over, but not just, Father, in other parts of the world, but even, Father, to our friends, to those in our community, Father. Father, I pray that we would just live out the gospel more now than ever, Lord. People are looking for hope. They're looking for answers, and we have the answers, and that is Jesus Christ. So Father, I thank you that you are working 
even when we don't see it, you're working, Father. We may not understand what's going on behind the curtain, but you are still working, Father. You are still in our favor, Father. We will not lose when we are with you. It may look like we are losing a battle, but you already won the war. So help us to walk in that victory that has already been won for us on the cross and when Jesus rose from the dead. So Father, I thank you for your peace right now. Thank you, Father, for protecting your people, not just in the Ukraine, but all over the world, Father. People, Father, who are being persecuted for their faith, people who are willing to give their lives up for the gospel, Father, it is not in vain. But Father, I pray for your divine protection right now for everyone, Lord, whether they're going through a major crisis, Father, or if they're just suffering, Father, from loneliness, whatever it may be, Lord, whatever it may be, Lord I pray, Father, that they will experience your supernatural peace right now. They will experience your protection right now and that they will experience your love like never before. And Holy Spirit, if you can speak to the heart of Pharaoh during the time of Joseph where he had dreams and he knew that something was off and it wasn't until that Joseph arrived that he saw the spirit of God on Joseph. Father, you can touch the hearts of our leaders all over this world. You know how to get the attention of an unbeliever. You know how to do it, Father. So Father, I thank you that you are still in control. Leaders may think that they have all this power, but they would have had no power unless it had been given to them from above. The same way that Jesus corrected Pilate when he said, I have the power to save you or crucify you. And Jesus was like, wait a minute, you have no power over me unless it's been, unless it's been given to you. So Father, I pray, Lord, for our leaders right now that you would turn their hearts back to you. Turn their hearts, Lord God. You can do it. We believe you. We trust you in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope that you were blessed. Again, check out the live with Kate and Tony and Anastasia on Broken Crayons with their Instagram. It was definitely a blessing. Continue to pray for those in the Ukraine and all over the world. Continue to pray for us as believers that we would just continue to stand in our faith that we would not be shaken by what's going on in the world, but just that we continue to stand firm in Christ because at the end of the day, we know that we have the victory in him. So yeah, that is it for today. You guys have an awesome weekend. Stay safe out there. Keep praying, keep trusting, keep believing. And I'll talk to you all on next time. Bye.